This week, we bring the April eclipse into the spotlight as Jupiter touches that degree before it moves into Taurus to interact with Uranus and Mercury. Can anyone say karma is in the room? This month's energy is a study in value and what is valuable to us. This is where we face our ghosts and fears and choose the path that's going to serve us, meaning what's being valuable to us may involve creating another level of karmic lessons if that's what we need or moving into spiritual and energetic freedom. This week's energy also highlights May's theme of mastering your matrix as we muster the courage to do what we may fear the most and do that without regret, anxiety, or backpedaling our decisions. How do we get ourselves into the energetic space of clarity and confidence? We start by activating the energy of courage. Yes, it's an energy. And we need to become familiar and comfortable with it because it's the portal to matrix mastery. Welcome to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host, and I want to show you how to create your rich, happy, and successful life. Since 2004, I've been teaching soul-congruent, mind-expanding, wholeness living to a global audience. I'm known as the world's most accurate intuitive, the iconic energy savant, a best-selling author of eight books, the expert on energy boundaries, alignment, integration, and intention. And I'm the founder of the Becoming 360 Method of Transformation. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and energize you to embrace your full potential, upsource your possibilities, revive your life, and shine your light brightly. Thank you for joining me on this week's High Vibes Living Podcast. And I hope you'll learn something that tunes you into your high vibes and motivates, energizes, and inspires you and shines some light on your journey. Let's get started. Have you ever had an experience where you had to act quickly, boldly, and decisively, and you did, even though it may have involved something dangerous and scary? But in that moment, you didn't consider the scary and dangerous aspects. You knew that you had to act and to do something in that moment, and you did. We call these acts of heroism and courage, and we celebrate the people who put their personal interest and safety aside and act on behalf of someone or something that has a greater immediate need. If you look on Instagram and Facebook, and I have to admit, some of these are my favorites, you can find many videos showing these acts of heroism. Some of the most watched and liked are those of people rushing to help a motorist stuck in a car or rescuing an animal trapped in mud or water, workers digging an elephant out of a ditch, or compilations of fathers saving their children from harm. We celebrate these acts of courage and the people who commit them. We admire their grit, their selflessness, their bravery, their quick thinking and resourcefulness. Sometimes we wish we could be like them as we examine the parts of our lives that could use an act of courage and wonder when we'll have the determination, heart, grit and courage to act. We do right now. And that moment can be now. So let me share some courage-inspiring tips with you. Acts of courage require an emergency, a fearful outcome, a dire situation, and a challenge. We look for those in the physical world around us and often neglect our own world in the process. 
What does it take for us to leap into action, to boldly decide to act, to become completely selfless and focus on an objective while ignoring the possibility of fearful or fearsome consequences? It's easy for us to act on behalf of others, but less so when it comes to our own lives and our own life situation, no matter how dire it may be. We wait to become courageous, for our courage to build to the point where we can act to overcome our fear and to find a compelling reason to make a change. We think that courage is something we do, but it's something we become. Courage is an energy, and the energy of courage is within us all the time. We just need a reason to activate it. And I might add a good reason and a compelling reason and a reason that's strong enough to move us out of our comfort zone, to get us off of the fear platform and to take a step in a different direction. One of my most quoted images, one that I've shared for well over 10 years, and it goes, courage is the presence of heart. It is not the absence of fear. We do not need to overcome our fear to have courage. We need to have courage to act in spite of our fears. Let's start with the word courage. We think it means bravery, but it doesn't. The root of the word courage is the French word cœur, which is the word for heart. The heart is embedded in the word courage. It's what the word refers to. So to be, to have courage is to literally be in your heart. Our heart is the source of courage, not bravery or motivation or anything else. Courage begins with the heart. So what is in our heart that can inspire us to activate this powerful energy within us? Why can we act courageously on behalf of others and not ourselves? I know people who would go out of their way to help a stranger while their own lives are a complete and total disaster. I had a friend like that many years ago who was the kindest, most compassionate and generous person I've ever met. You could call her for help at any time and she would be there for you. There was a very dark side of her that I discovered when I received a panic phone call late one night that she'd overdosed on some pills and needed help. She had severe self-worth issues. She was cutting herself way before this became something that people really knew something about. She had a problem with alcohol addiction, and she was very depressed. You would never have known by looking at her or talking to her that she bore a strong and secret self-loathing as she hid it so well. So how did she have the courage to be such a shining light for so many people that she knew? Courage is a presence of heart, and this doesn't refer to love. It refers to the strength and power of our heart. Isn't it true that sometimes even if you can't love yourself, you can love somebody else or it's easier to love other people than to love yourself, as I learned from my friend. Nothing in the world is stronger than the power of love and yet nothing can be more destructive, more hurtful, and more disempowering than love. It all depends on how we use it and how strong our personal energy foundation is. When we look at courage as an energy, we can bring the heart into focus because our physical heart supports life while our emotional and spiritual heart play a significant role in our energetics, the frequency and vibration of our energy field. 
Is this why it's easier for us to be courageous on behalf of others than for ourselves? Remember, May is a month where we're talking about value. Do we value others more than we value ourselves? Do we value their approval, their thanks, their vindication, their validation? Are those more valuable to us than our own? Possibly so. Courage is not the absence of fear. This is a critical part of our courage equation because we don't have to wait until we are no longer afraid to have courage. Or we think that courage is going to remove our fear and with courage, we'll no longer be afraid. That's just not true. And instead, it's often when we are most afraid that our courage rises to the top. It depends on what inspires us to act and activates the energy of courage within us. So how do you activate your energy of courage? First, you have to set aside the belief that you must be noble and divine and good. Our most powerful moments of courage arrive when we're in a bad place and is especially strong when the victim is someone we care about or we love, like our children. I remember when one of my children got their foot stuck under the wheel of the car because they jumped out of the car before we come to a full stop. My husband was motionless behind the wheel, scared and didn't know what to do. My other children went quiet in the way that children do when something bad has happened and I was so angry that despite being nearly eight months pregnant, I got out of the car telling my son how angry I was that he couldn't listen and do what he was told, how dangerous it was to get out of the car while it was still moving, and how tired I was of him not following instructions as I picked up the car by the wheel well and moved his foot out from under the tire. He was shocked, as were my other children, and me too, and my husband, I was just angry and tired and I just wanted to go home and put my feet up. My son told everyone in his class the next day that I had lifted the car off his foot and I know this because the teacher called to verify the story. My concern for my son created this burst of courage energy and in this case the laws of physics didn't apply either. It's not the first time I've done something like that and I have heard many stories of people having supernaturally powerful energy when they need to act courageously on behalf of others and sometimes on behalf of themselves. Now we get to the nitty gritty of the energy of courage. You have to be able to activate your energy of courage so you can take action even though you're afraid. And let me stress this point, you're going to be afraid in these situations. They're situations that inspire fear and there is the potential for many bad outcomes, but you just need that extra burst of energy to move beyond it. But here's the secret to courage. And I want you to pay attention here because this may even be a big eye opener for some of you. You have the energy within you. All you have to do is use it the right way. Have you ever had that, I can do this anyway thought when you knew that there were only two alternatives and while neither one was great, they both inspired fear, but one became your motivation to act and you did. And it may have been the most fearsome one, even though you were afraid. So what is it that inspires you to engage with the energy of courage and let it guide you through a challenging time? Well, here are five suggestions that I have learned from my own experiences and from working with clients for more than 20 years. Number one, you have to be both afraid and want to avoid a terrible outcome. Those two work together. 
Courage is always activated in the face of fear. Something bad is happening or it is getting ready to happen. And you want to avoid the outcome. So the outcome could be that somebody gets hurt or you get hurt or that you'll get even more depressed and sad and upset than you are right now. And the challenge may be the situation you're facing. You may just get to that point as we tend to do when you're just sick and tired of being sick and tired and you know in that moment you're going to act. I was talking to a client not too long ago and we were talking about what her next steps were. She had just left a very challenging job and had enough money to take a few months off and was content with doing nothing and managing her life and not having to engage with people when she didn't want to. And I guess she worked in a really busy organization where there was a lot of chaos and a lot of drama and she was really enjoying the quiet time. And she kept on making the point that she was happy doing nothing. She was content with her life exactly the way it was. She was enjoying having all of this personal freedom. And I said, mm-hmm. and one day, and it's going to be in a few months, you're going to wake up and realize today's the day I move this. Today's the day I take action on something else because I'm ready. Until she got to that day, the idea of moving forward didn't inspire courage and inspired loathing and anger and resistance. So she's not going to do it. It's true that you need an outcome that is going to inspire you to act or maybe that forces you to act, but you also need a situation where there's some fear there and the fear and the desire to avoid the consequence act together to inspire that moment of courage where you are can take that next step. Number two, the situation takes you out of your fear and into wanting to act even though you're afraid. So situations that inspire us to act courageously, which means to go well above and beyond the normal. Oh, let me give you a hand to let me pull you out of your burning car or let me rush into a burning building and get you out. I remember when I lived in Sydney. Now remember in Australia, they drive on the other side of the road. So one of the things they do for tourists because the majority of people drive on the right side of the road and on the left side of the road and cars come from a different direction which can be a real problem when you're looking to cross the street or you're waiting for a bus because you tend to look in the wrong direction and this has happened to many many people in Sydney Australia so I was standing at the bus stop and I was getting ready to cross the street and somebody just reached out and pulled me back because I looked to the right and I should have looked to the left. And there are signs across the street that always, that say, look to the left, meaning if you look to the right, you're not going to see it because there's no car coming from that direction. You have to look from to the left. More than one person has been hit by a bus because they looked the wrong way. But that person, whoever pulled my, me back, you know, saved me from getting hurt. But I want to stress here that even though you're afraid has to stay in your mind because as I said earlier, we tend to think that courage happens when we're not afraid anymore. Courage happens because we need to move forward. We need to get out of that situation and we get to the point where the fear doesn't matter anymore because even though we're afraid, the greater fear is of the consequence that's going to happen if we don't take action or something else that is going to happen because we didn't do anything. So you don't have to wait to not be afraid anymore to have courage. The courage is going to be there. You just need to pick it up and take it and carry along with you. 
Number three, you want to do something and it's more than a desire. It's an imperative. You know you can make a difference, a change, or avoid an outcome or a consequence. Now, this is taking you beyond just being noble or wanting to help people because I want you to internalize this as well. It's really easy to take the discussion of courage and put it out in the world and say, oh, look at all these courageous people. Look at all the brave things they did on behalf of other people. But for us, the real acts of courage are unseen because they're about us. What does it take for you to have the courage to act for yourself? How can you take that selflessness and apply it to your own life before you apply it to somebody else's life? How can you want that desire, that imperative to create the joy, peace, love, abundance, and success in your life that you would like to create for somebody else? You have to be the first recipient of your own energy of joy. Number four, you must want to act and know that even the smallest attempt you make will make a difference. You know, generally when we get to the, I've got to take, I've got to do this moment, the situation is pretty bad. And sometimes it takes a major overhaul to make a lot of change. It's a little bit like knowing your house has termites and not, you know, not fixing the tiny corner where they are and then realizing that they've pretty much eaten the entire outer shell of your house and you have to reside the entire house. You know, we tend to wait and we tend to let things get pretty bad and pretty dire. And then we get overwhelmed by the amount of change that has to happen. It goes from, oh, I can do this to, oh, this is going to take me forever. But knowing that even the smallest step you make forward, even the tiniest little step will move, propel you forward and will start that process of change is all it takes to, to allow you to apply your courage just in that direction. Don't look at it as this massive leap into a brand new paradigm for your life. See it as you're just taking a step forward. It's a lot less overwhelming and it inspires you to actually try with a little step rather than thinking that if you're going to make any difference at all, you've got to take this massive step, which is very overwhelming and can be rather depressing. And number five, you aren't afraid of being hurt or suffering yourself in that moment. In moments of courage, we experience an act of grace where our actions take us to realms that are beyond our own world and we connect with others in a profound way. And I'll add here, we connect with ourselves in a profound way too. Our connection with ourselves tends to be fairly superficial. Unless we really put in the effort and we really work at it, we don't develop a very strong relationship with ourselves. We tend to look to other people for those kinds of relationships. But here, we need to have that level of profound connection with ourselves. And igniting our courage will do that. Working with this energy of courage will allow us to create that relationship with ourselves. And we connect then with ourselves in a different way rather than as a victim, as this poor depressed person, as a sad person, as an angry person, as someone who just wishes their life were different, as someone who just wants to go home. We see ourselves in a much more powerful and empowering way. Now this also works with others. 
and I'm going to share a story with you of probably the best example of this I've ever seen and something that touched me profoundly to the point where even now, decades later, I can still remember this event and still marvel at this profound act of selflessness and this profound act of courage that I saw displayed in front of me on a street corner in Sydney, Australia. Because I had such a terrible time driving in Sydney, I took public transportation and the public transportation was great. I lived on a bus route and I could take the bus, I could take the train, I could take the ferry if I wanted to. It was just easier to take the bus, not have to park. And of course, I never really did master driving on the right side of the car and on the other side of the road. So I would take the express bus home at night, which kind of got me home in like 10 or 15 minutes. And you had to cross this very busy intersection. It was quite a large intersection. It was a bus interchange, so there were lots of little lanes where the buses came and went. And you had to cross this fairly, fairly large road and then this interchange. So I'm standing there waiting for the bus, and there were quite a few other people standing with me because it was the end of the business day, it was like 5 or 5.15, and everybody was waiting for the buses. And the bus is getting ready to come because I looked at the indicator and then I see this young woman running to catch the bus. Now the thing about the Express is there was only one and if you missed it, that particular one, you had to wait quite a while for the next one. And this young woman is running across the street as she looks to see the bus is coming and she's running, running and she crosses all the streets and she gets to the curb, this last street she has to cross and her foot hits the curb and she's running so fast that she literally just goes flying through the air. If she had fallen, she would have seriously hurt herself. She was running so fast. And a woman standing in front of me, a rather stout older woman, steps up to her, holds out her arms. This is gonna make me cry because I can still see this amazing, it's amazing act. She steps up in front of her, holds out her arms, and catches this woman in mid-flight. Now, she was big enough and heavy enough, and the woman was fairly thin. She kind of rocked back on her feet a little bit, but she didn't fall over. But she had the courage and the selflessness to put herself in front of this woman, who she didn't even know, so that this woman wouldn't fall and, and possibly hurt herself. Like I said, she was running really fast and she was literally flying through the air when she tripped over that curb. But to see this woman step in front of her, hold out her arms and catch her in flight and so that she didn't fall and hurt herself was the single probably greatest act of courage and the greatest act of selflessness that I can remember that I've ever, ever experienced. And as I said, decades later, I still remember watching this unfold in front of me. And not a lot of people saw it. You had to be standing right there to see it. Those of us standing around her saw it. And we came up, helped her with the younger woman. We kind of straightened up her clothes. The, the bus by now had come. They saw, the driver saw us standing, so he was waiting because he had seen the whole thing too. And he wanted to make sure the young woman was okay. And we were helping her on the bus. And she dropped her purse and some papers. And we were picking those up for her. But it brought this whole group of people together. But it started with this selfless act of this woman who literally put herself in harm's way so that this other woman wouldn't hurt herself. This is activating the energy of courage. And something else that happens when you see an act of courage and what I would definitely call an act of grace like this is it inspires other people to look at their own courage and their own grace and to see what they're doing in their lives as well. 
It isn't easy to be courageous, and it's something that most of us think will never happen to us. We think that police officers, soldiers, firefighters, and other people are courageous. But we're looking at what they do rather than who they are. There are everyday acts of courage going on around us all the time. What we need to do is transfer those acts of courage to engaging our own energy of courage within us to be as selfless with ourselves as we can be with others, to be as engaged with our own well-being as we are with others, and to allow ourselves the moments of grace that the energy of courage gifts us with. Our own personal acts of courage happen when we engage the energy of courage to take us into a different realm of experience. It takes courage to own your own joy and then allow it to happen. It takes courage to stop being unhappy and afraid and depressed and angry and take one small step out of that paradigm into a new portal of awareness. And it takes courage to put our needs first, to take responsibility for our energetic well-being and congruence and learn to be in that space of grace where we can engage with the energy of courage and become masters of our own matrix. I know you remember the story of my free trip to France that happened at a time when I was flat broke, practically homeless, couldn't find a job. And the only job I could find was reading tarot cards in a metaphysical bookstore. And I don't don't even know how to read tarot cards. I couldn't find anything within my industry. And I'm in technology and business. So I was in this really terrible space, sleeping on a twin mattress on the floor of a friend's apartment, asking God to take me home every day. When I had the courage to say, you know what? I want to go to France. That's what I want to do. I want a two-week trip to France, so a part of France I'm not really familiar with, and to go eat stay in nice hotels and eat in great restaurants. And that's exactly what I got for free. And you know the story. I've shared it so many times. If you want to learn how I did it, you can enroll in my Miracle Mastery program, or you can get my book, 30 Days to Everyday Miracles. But it took courage to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to stop doing this because it's just not working, even though I had no reason to think that anything else was going to work because nothing in my life was working at the time. But I just took that one step out. I engaged that energy of courage and said, you know what, it's time for me to go to France. Now, as one very astute listener told me a few years ago, You've been asking to go home. Well, France is my home. I was born in France. I grew up in France. Most of my family's French. I speak French, which is why I got the all-expense-paid trip as a translator on this tour. But I did go home. It just wasn't the home that I thought it was going to be. But it took courage for me to take that step out, even though I had no proof that anything good was going to come out of it, because to be honest, nothing really great was happening in my life at the time. I just got that moment of grace and it changed everything. The 5D paradigm is a portal of grace and it takes courage to enter. I always say the reason people are hesitant to step onto the 4D bridge is because they know that once they do, there's no turning back and there isn't. Once you step outside of the 3D paradigm's density, you can never go back. You can't unring that bell or put out that light. And so it is with the energy of courage. Once we ignite that spark of courage and light up our courage energy, there's no stopping us. Even if you do it in a moment of desperation and you just do it because you're so sick and tired of being sick and tired, it doesn't matter. Once you light that spark of courage, there is no going back. 
we know that we can be our own hero or heroine. We don't need anyone's permission or approval. We're impervious to fear, judgment, and criticism. And we proudly wear our cape of courage as we leap over tall obstacles and fly effortlessly through the storms of chaos without fear. Mastering your energy matrix requires activating the energy of courage. So light it up and get ready to soar. Thanks so much for tuning in to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you to take a few steps towards your rich, happy, and successful life. If you need more inspiration for your life path, check out my eight best-selling books on Amazon or look at a transformational intuitive session, coaching, or program on my website, enlighteninglife.com. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter and join my over 5 million weekly blog readers. Please subscribe to the High Vibes Living Podcast. Give it a like and a review. Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information and inspiration they need to turn their pain into joy and their fear into confidence. Your Becoming 360 transformation into congruence and divine harmony is a step away, as is your rich, happy, and successful life. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together.